Guys, I have one of the most beautiful guests for you today, and I know you're gonna soak in all this goodness like you do every single podcast episode. Tara Pickford shares her story of rising from the ashes of a failing dance studio business and having literally 29 cents in her bank account and struggling and looking at her kids and saying, I need to do something different. She's now a community expert and visionary in the dance studio field And I wanted to talk to her because I've been eyeing her up for the past year in Airdrie, Alberta, and looking at all of the crazy, awesome things she was doing in our community, giving back, volunteering, and really creating a unique space at her studio here in Airdrie for kids to feel safe with their creativity. And I'm a huge fan of creativity. I, I think that the school system does a terrible job of allowing kids the freedom to express themselves through creative arts. So I'm so thankful that Tara offers this in Airdrie. She is a serial entrepreneur and she shares details from the trenches of her dance studio, costume and promotions business, as well as her consulting business with us. You're going to love her honesty and how she reminds us constantly that we are not alone. Ladies, grit, grind, and grace. Listen to this episode and make sure you leave a review. I can't wait to hear what you say. Hey everyone, business owners, ladies, entrepreneurs, mothers, and maybe even a few men. I'm Megan Lockhart, the creator of Hello Life Academy, and welcome to our show. I'm gonna talk about all things life and business with a little bit of mom stuff too, every Monday and Friday. Make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and tag us on social media using hashtag Hello Life Academy so we can celebrate everything that you're doing in your life and business. Enjoy the episode and check out more resources at hellolifeacademy.com. Good morning, everybody. I am so excited to be here. I have someone who is local to me, which is an Airdrie, Tara Pickford. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fantastic. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very excited. Thanks for thanks for being here. And I was just saying before we hit record, Tara and I live in the same community, but we don't really know each other. So I think this is going to be an exciting conversation with with two entrepreneurs who um, just want to get things out and inspire people. So Tara, tell us how you started your entrepreneur journey. Um, I started like a lot of us do. We're working for someone else and we feel like we have ideas of how we want to execute and make something better. So um, that's something that I approached my boss about at the time and she was not interested in growing her business the way that I wanted to Uh, see things grow. And so that sort of planted that seed that um, no one's going to do this if I don't do it myself. What industry were you in? I am in the dance industry, so performing arts. And uh, at the time, I was also working as a personal trainer, working for um, a company in Calgary here. And um, I just really, I had been dancing the whole time. I was teaching dance while I got my kinesiology degree at the University of Calgary. I was teaching in evenings while I was training people during the day. Um, I would manage my team. I'd start my day at 6 a.m., train for 8 to 10 hours, and then go teach. So um, back when you're young and energy is endless, um, these kinds of things seem normal. And uh, I realized that I really wanted to focus on the dance side, the personal fitness side of it wasn't um, where my heart lied. So you were working like 16-hour days, 17-hour days almost, like sounds like forever. Go, go, go. And then you recognized did you did you see that there was a need in Airdrie specifically for for a new dance studio 
We actually started our business in Northwest Calgary okay. in 2002, and um, those of us who've been around for a while know how the economy changed a lot between uh, 2002, 2005, and 2008. And so we saw in 2005 that when we were getting ready to renew our lease that things were going to be way different than when we bought our first lease. And so we actually started looking for places that we could buy, like condominiumized type yeah. places. And that's how I landed in Airdrie because that type of space doesn't exist in Calgary. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah that's really how I got here. <laughs> so you have a really unique space in Airdrie, right? Because I know when I was looking to start my studio, people said, you know, you need to go check out this space. You need to go check out the space because you have a property. And then like, how does it work? It's a building that's all commercial and yeah. it's all commercialized units. So basically you just have your different units inside the building. But at the time that I got into that building, they were available for sale. Yeah. And so um, that is what is unique about my situation is that I actually have a mortgage and own my space. Can we talk about that for a second? Because would you recommend that like right off the bat for a lot of people? I, I feel like... Um, just watching a lot of the stores close in Airdrie, unfortunately. I'm like, I wonder if things would have been different if more people could have saved up the money and purchased a property. Or am I crazy? Um, I actually really think it, uh, it really depends on the industry you're in. I had this conversation with a friend of mine who has a dance studio in Calgary still right now. Um, and we, we talk about it almost monthly. <laughs> so <laughs> for her, it doesn't make sense because they need to follow where the new families are. And oh, okay. so in Calgary, it's just ever expansive, right? It's the, you just keep moving to the burbs, to the burbs, to the burbs. And so if you owned a building near downtown, there are no young families there right now. That's right. So you would have to be okay with being a landlord to another business and you're probably leasing something. Yeah. None of these new strip malls are available for purchase. So, and for us, we were three years in when we made this decision and we were doing it because we knew we were successful at what we were doing. We had really good uh, numbers and great finances the first few years. So we knew that we were making a good choice. We already knew the model was working. And so you knew your target market and, and your friend knows her target market too. So that's so important. I think people forget it. So you had great years your numbers were amazing, and then the economy, like everybody should know, it just wasn't that great. So what happened? What was what 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 happened? What happened? <laughs> well, we had our first location in Calgary, and three years later, we purchased our second location here in Airdrie. And two years after that, I had the opportunity to expand into South Calgary. Okay. Um, so I purchased a third lease or third location. Um, so we were seven years into business, I guess probably eight, nine years into business at that time. And that's when I realized that just because you have one location, your systems might not be strong enough for two locations. And if you add that third location and your leadership skills are not there, um, you can really start to see the cracks forming in the foundation. Mm -hmm. And so I started to realize I don't know what I don't know until I didn't know it. Yeah. And so that was really the start of, um, seeing things not follow through and realizing that my leadership skills needed tuning. And so trying to find a networking group and a coach and a mentor, someone who knew what I didn't know yeah. and could give me that loving kick in the butt to get the things done that need to be done. Yeah. That, you know, that, that's a powerful process too, just recognizing that you don't know things and admitting it and saying it out loud. And I think a lot of us struggle with that. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I need help. So you found someone to help you. 
at that point and what changed? How did that process change for you? So what changed was finding the right mentor. I had been a part of a couple of different groups and they never really gelled with me. So you know, you're going to find your tribe and then love them hard. Um, And that was really a big part of the process. Um, So what happened seven years ago for me was that um, my companies were not being run very well. I was still learning what I didn't know. Um, My husband at the time decided he was not interested in going on that journey with me any further. And so we had a divorce, we split. And at that point, I became a single mom with 29 cents in the bank and three business locations that were just too much. Oh my goodness. I wasn't loving it anymore. So um, I had to make a really hard decision to close two of the locations and keep one. Um, For any of us who are entrepreneurs, we all know that, you know, there's an ego part of this involved. I, I was the biggest studio in Calgary and Airdrie. I did serve the most families. And it was nice to put that on my advertising, you know, and, um, but I had to get okay with that. This was a choice to succeed and that it wasn't failure. And I will not lie. That took a really long time to wrap my heart around it and be okay with it. But, um, I'm here today with a really great studio here in Airdrie. Um, you know, we are a full performing arts school now, which was my original business plan in 2002. And, um, you know, everything is going really well right now, but I will tell you that seven years has taught me more lessons <laughs> than anyone should need to know yeah. in a short period of time. <laughs> it's so crazy. I really resonate today and right now with that ego piece because you, you, you know, you've climbed that mountain and you got to the top or it felt like that. And then you have to make a decision. What do I let go of? What do I take off? Like something's not working. And the conversations, how were the conversations with certain people at that point when you were like, we're closing some locations? At that time, we had 27 teachers on staff and we were serving 1500 families. Um, And I had to let them, I had to let a lot of people go. I only kept seven out of the 20. Yeah. As, as a single mom who's struggling to put food on the table, to do that to 20 other people who may or may not have families that they're supporting was um, really humbling. Yeah. And, you know, by the grace of God, you get up off your knees every day and take another step forward. What I was able to do, though, with that coaching and that, that mentoring that I was looking for, um, we started looking for the mercenaries and the patriots. Yeah. So it's just that whole idea of the people you start with will not be the people you finish with Mm -hmm. because what happened to me seven years ago forced me to grow in a way that I never knew I was going to need to. Mm -hmm. And so I had to make decisions that were hard. They were very adult. (laughs) They were very um, heart-wrenching at times. And so it was saying no to people who had been really good friends of mine, um, but they weren't on the same mission as me. Yeah. Without money, there's no mission. Yeah. So what, what got you through? Cause you know, those really hard days, like we, I think we've all been there and you're just like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want to quit because quitting doesn't seem to be in our language, but what got you up? What got you going? What got you motivated? It's my why. Yeah. My why is my two kids. I have their thumbprints tattooed on my arm. I love that. There we go. Oh, it's um, a heart. How be- oh, yeah, it's a heart, and each one is their thumbprint. And so I, I got that put on my arm as my reminder of my why. Yeah. Um, I want to create a community that's better than the one that I came here for. Yeah. I want to be the change. I want my kids to have a safe space to grow. I want them to be in an environment where people care about the music being age appropriate, 
mm -hmm. they get to wear things that they feel good in, not because we think it's cute, but because they enjoy wearing it. Yeah. And that they understand that they can say no. An adult can't make them do things that are uncomfortable and be empowered. And so my why was my two girls and they are the reason I got up off my knees every morning, yeah. dried my tears, put my hair in a bun and put on that gangster wrap and handled it. <laughs> You're like, I'm going for it. You know, our kids are so yeah. powerful and you are very, very, very passionate about this community. I see you everywhere. You're doing hundred kids who care, right? Um, and, and I just, yeah, I'm seeing your photo everywhere and I'm like, man, like she's got it. Like she, whatever she's worked through and done, she's got it figured out now, figured out. <laughs> Cause it's like, today I do. <laughs> today you do. so the people, the people you surround yourself now, what would you kind of say are some of the qualities or the strengths that they all carry? Um, I'm looking for people who are ambitious, which is the name of my company, Ambition <laughs> Performing Arts. I'm looking for people who are tenacious. Yeah. They are loyal. I'm looking for people who have a community heart. Mm -hmm. They are passionate about not just their own success, but the success of people around them. Yeah. We have a really amazing culture inside of our company with our families. And um, you don't have to look too far to see why people are flocking to our culture it's very family first we are making sure that everyone is okay you know we are raising moms up in the lobby you can see moms just need to be told that they're doing okay yeah you know? yeah and uh you know we're interacting with those moms we are we are a third place for many of these people mm -hmm. and that that idea of third third place is really important we all have you know our school growing up or we have work and then we have an activity that we really love and we need something that is our second home. Yeah. A place that is a, a belonging where we can be who we want to be. For a lot of kids, this is their, their second start over in the day, right? Yeah. We have a lot of kids who come to us who are not accepted at school as who's they, who they are. And they come to us and they get to start their day over and be embraced for the cool characteristics that they bring. For their creativity that gets... <clears throat> squashed at school right like I, I'm sorry it's true it's like sit at a desk do your science do your math do your reading so I I really really love that that's a part of what you're doing in Airdrie in the community because I think that it's so important and it gets forgotten and you know a lot of families go through difficult times so having your space and having the kids have that I think it's a beautiful process I haven't even been in the studio but I just from this conversation can feel what would what would happen for some of the kids, right? Give them permission. Yeah. Here, this is you. This is your space. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, my kids would not be who they are if that that village hadn't been there to hold them up when I couldn't do it myself. Yeah, that's... I was going through that time where I was like, I, I can't believe in myself enough to get through this. Yeah. And so... Um, having that village hold my children up, it's, it's all I can do to ever repay that for the rest of my life is to create space for other kids to feel what my kids got to feel. That's amazing. Um, mm -hmm. You talked about kind of the village piece and not being alone. And so many women who are in their business are trying to do it alone. Do you ever feel like when you're walking around, I don't know if, I, I feel like you're quite intuitive and you're like, oh, come on, like come into my community. Let's, let's do this together. But how did you, how did you find, how did you find your community outside of your workspace? Cause you talked about going through a few mentors and coaches and things like that. 
How did you find, finally find that group of support? Um, it was, I went through three different mentorship coach uh, relationships okay. and I finally found um, a tribe where it wasn't about let's all hold hands and be excited that we teach kids how to dance, <laughs> you know, sing Kumbaya together. <laughs> and then there was the other side that was like, this is a business, let's make money and I'm going to give you time wealth. Yeah. It was finding a mentor in the middle who um, is basically, it's a three P bottom line, people programs and profit. Awesome. And I go back to what I said earlier, without money, there's no mission. So, I mean, we are a for-profit business and I do need to put food on the table and and pay my bills too. But, um, it's, it's going through and finding someone who has a message that matches yours. Yeah. And I think what has really settled me down in the last four years is realizing that, um, there are not a lot of entrepreneurs like me in the arts. I am, I'm a, a unicorn or a sparkle pony, you know? <laughs> um, and so a lot of dance studio owners just got themselves a job. They didn't get themselves a business. Yeah. And so I had to look really far to find those people. Yeah. My actual best friends are in South Carolina, St. Louis, and Oklahoma City. Yeah. That's They're amazing. Not- I love the internet. <laughs> like, because <laughs> like, you, you know, you're connecting with these people who aren't, right here and they're helping you grow and I don't know if you meet them do you do you travel to go see them and yes I see them three four times a year yeah and it's so Most of it is internet wine <laughs> yeah it, I know like zoom calls conversations I think that that's a fear for a lot of women it's they're like well I'm not connected in the community or I don't want to be I'm not sure who to connect with and I think like find your people Mm-hmm. Like just find them and you didn't find them right away. No, it took a long time. And you know, I did go through a lot of different friend groups where I was like, Oh, this one isn't for me either. Yeah. Um, I think what we need to realize is that the local people, as much as you can appreciate and respect them, mm-hmm. it's really hard to share trade secrets. So someone who's in your exact same market, you know, like the, the ladies that run schools here in town, I have immense respect for all of their schools. We all have a place in this community and we are all needed because every family needs something different. Yeah. And so I have immense respect for them, but my networking group doesn't include them because I need to talk about things that I want to try, how I'm going to market and how I want to stand out. Yeah. If you can't, if you want to stand out, you can't discuss that with the person who's actually in business down the street. Yeah. And I... I have so much respect for what you just said because it's not about competition. It's not about seeing that person as competition. It's about I want to create a different community than you. And if you're in the same networks in the same circle, you're going to start looking the same, acting the same, and marketing the same. Exactly. So I, I love that because if you're a person in South Carolina, yeah. you, you guys can try the exact same things. Yes. And we do a lot of that. We don't reinvent the wheel. We share all these marketing pieces. And, you know, these, these three women that I'm speaking about that are my really close friends are just an extension. Like we've created our own little mastermind inside of this other network that is North, North American wide. And so inside that North American group, there are Canadians that I can talk to. There are people who are in Western Canada that I can talk to. Um, So I can get a feel for what's happening in the market all across the board or yeah. I can find something that's reasonably local to me and still be able to recycle and reuse and not have to recreate everything from scratch. I mean, nothing's a new idea. It's just how you present it. That's 
That's genius. And I think not having to reinvent the wheel is the thing that people have to remember. Somebody else has done it, but it's going to take courage and letting your ego go to ask them or to pay them to support you to say, and, and I think that, I don't know, women entrepreneurs, our egos, man, they can be pretty ugly, like just right always in our faces. So, you know, if anybody's listening, what would you say to them to kind of reduce that ego and trust that they can ask the questions to people? I think we have to realize that um, we need to never stop learning. And once you realize that everything is changing so fast that even those people who are doing billion dollar transactions, they are still learning. They are still doing education every week. And they are not smarter than you. They just have a larger transaction. Yeah. And so what I would say to them is that it's okay to realize that you need help and no one does this alone. Yeah. That's the point. I think that is like, just like if we can get that tattooed all over our bodies <laughs> or at least like in one spot, keep learning. Yeah. Never stop. And, and, you know, we look at our kids and that's something we'd always say to our children, you know, keep learning. You don't know the answer. If something's not working for you, ask somebody who has made it work for them. Ask somebody. Yeah. If you speak to um, what you would call a successful entrepreneur or people who are, you know, in those billion dollar places that a lot of us dream of being, um, they're investing 10% of their income into education annually. Yeah. And so if you look at someone who's earning multiple millions, that means that they're putting Mm -hmm. almost a million back into their education. Yeah. And so consider like, what does that look like? Where are these people finding education? Yeah. So the learning piece, I I feel like this is an important topic. And I know that um, for so many people, they don't know how to ask because they don't know what is going on. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I had this conversation with someone on my team just yesterday where I said, I need somebody. I feel like I need somebody just to come in and look at the business for like an hour or two and guide me. But I know how to ask for that because I've been in business and I'm around people like you and others in the community. But how, how can we encourage other people to, to do the same? I think um, the best place to start is with your local business chamber and local business networking groups. So um, I recently became the president of the Airdrie Women in Business. So that has been really exciting to meet different styles of business because I am your typical brick and mortar. I have a location that you come and receive service from. Um, But meeting people who have internet businesses or the the networking marketing where they're, you know, or they're working from home. And so understanding that people who have businesses running out of their home are actually needing the same things as our network marketing people. Mm -hmm. And I um, mistakenly thought those were two different types of businesses plus brick and mortar. They're actually not. Yeah. And so it's, but it's finding people who um, are on the same mission as you. Yeah. And they are out there in your community. Um, it, the, you mentioned earlier that you see me in the community all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was intentional. Four years ago, I set that intention. And it's taken four years to kind of become what it is now. But that was a very intentional thing that I set out to do. But I think we need to use our chambers, use your local networking groups. And once you start attending those and you get out what you put in, so if you don't attend all the time, you won't get the information or the connections. Oh yeah, I can't can't say that enough. Like don't sign up for things and not show up. And it's like, just go. Exactly. 
But making those connections is how you will find those people who can coach you on a certain things. Yeah. Um, I ran into you a year ago um, <laughs> at a networking event where you spoke about your Hello Life Academy. And um, I really connected to your energy. I, I didn't sign up for your program at the time, but I've been sneakily <laughs> following you, creeping you <laughs> all around. Um, but this is how these connections are made, is being out in the community and finding out who those resourceful people are. Yeah. Oh, man, I want to talk about this forever because it's so true. Like yesterday I was at, or last week I did an interview for the radio station and I met a woman who has a makeup company here in town and she's making millions of dollars. And I was like, you were right under my nose and I didn't know you were in Airdrie. And, but if you stay in your house or in your storefront or, you know, and you never get out, it's really hard to connect with people. And I have an online business and I say that you got to plan at least one thing a month. And if you have no dollars and cents, like even if you have 29 cents in your bank account, there's a lot of free resources. There are, there are a ton of free resources. There's a lot of people who will invite you to attend a free meeting mm-hmm. um, just to, to make those connections. Go to the community events. There are a lot of fundraising events out there. Maybe you can't afford to donate, but you could give your time. Yeah. And that's really kind of how it all started for me. You know, with 29 cents in the, in the bank, you're, you're looking on Pinterest to make your deep freeze ice look nice for your children, right? Like you're scraping the bottom. Oh, yeah. And, but but there's, there is a way out and it's doable and it's grit and it's grace yeah. and grind. Grit, grace, and grind. I, again, another tattoo. I don't have any tattoos right now, but I feel like just from this conversation, I'm going to have tattoos all over my body. A t-shirt. A t-shirt. <laughs> and, and, you know, I just always going, like not going in circles, but making sure that, you know, you're just doing it one step at a time. And I know it sounds cliche, but I think that's true. It really is. And no one does it alone. There are a lot of times where my staff had to raise me up when I just couldn't see out of, you know, like we deal with parents and kids and that's a lot of mama bears. Yeah. And, you know, there are some days where like, man, I can't hit anything right. These people actually think I woke up trying to give them a bad day. Yeah. (laughs) I woke up trying to make a better community. And so, um, you know, your, your staff will lift you up a little bit too. And if you don't have a staff, that's why you need your networking groups. That's why you need to find a mastermind. Yeah. You know, some of the five people you hang out with. So if the five people you hang out with are not leading you in the right direction, you need five more new people. Yeah. And I think the the maintenance too and the change, sometimes where you're at, those people are perfect, but then from a non-judgmental place, you need to kind of slowly add people who are doing, you know, the things that you're aspiring to do, or they're doing cool things, or they're constantly pushing their own boundaries. Because when you start getting into those, you know, that group, and you're not making any changes, take a second, ask if that's, I think, you, or hey, maybe I need to add some spice in here. Mm-hmm. And I think too, realizing that it's not wrong to hire someone who's smarter than you. That's, <laughs> that's not your forte. Yeah. I'm clearly an artist. I'm not an accountant. So I had to hire an accountant to count my numbers. (laughs) Yeah. And it's so true. It's yeah. And I think I, I get that a lot. Like, well, why would I hire you? And I'm like, well, you don't understand anything about marketing. So you could just say that, (laughs) but don't be afraid to hire the expert because that's the only way you get to the next level. Yeah. And if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. 
Yeah, for sure. So how can people find you? Uh, well, I'm at Ambition Performing Arts, Inc. So our website is www.ambitionarts.com. And you can also email me at Tara at ambitionarts.com. Awesome. And we'll leave those links in the show notes and people can find you on the Facebook, the internet, the, the Instagram, all those beautiful places, but that'll all be on the website. So thank you so much for hanging out with me this morning. I really appreciate the conversation. I, I want to talk forever. Yes. Thank you so much for the invitation. I hope to uh, spend more time chatting with you in the future. I hope that was as good as it was for you as it was for me. That was so fantastic. Thank you for being an amazing human being and for listening to our show. Please leave a review so that we can always improve and make sure that we're doing a better job week by week for you. All the resources can be found at hellolifeacademy.com forward slash blog. I can't wait to hear what you thought about this week's show. It's just so-